Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the afternoon service of Sunday the 1st of November 2009. This service is the 78 year anniversary celebration of Bethel Free Baptist Church and the Bible reading is taken from Joshua chapter 24 verses 1 to 15. Here's Brother Pedro Yearwood. Again, I want to thank you for inviting us and I want to thank all those who were involved in preparing that lovely meal. That was outstanding. It really was. And um, thank you for your fellowship and um, thank Maurice for her good playing. Really very good. And um, what a privilege, what a privilege to be able to uh, commemorate such a, an anniversary and just to have the time together. Thank God for it. Now I know there's a, um, I know there's a wedding coming up and um, if my memory serves me correctly, now mine was um, a lot of years ago, <laughs> uh, but I remember a point uh, during the course of that ceremony when our pastor uh, looked at me and uh, said something along the lines of, do you take this woman as your lawful wedded wife or words to that effect? And um, I, I couldn't wait for him to finish so I could say, I do, or I will, or whatever. I, I probably said, I will. And then he said the same thing to my wife, and to my relief, she said, I will. And, um, and so all things were done decently and in order. But those two very simple words, very simple words, I will, I will, um, so easily overlooked. But they're two of the most important words in the English language, in any language. And this afternoon, I want to share... Uh, just to preach a, a, a message on the, on the subject, I will. I will. I believe the most precious thing that the Lord gave us is our free will. An, a, a, a privilege of being able to choose. Uh, that didn't start recently. He gave free will to our very first parents. In Genesis chapter 3, we have a record of, uh, in fact, in chapter 2, uh, we have a record of uh, God speaking to Adam in verse 16 of Genesis chapter 2 and saying, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou shalt eat thereof, thou shalt surely die. God gave him a command and that tells me something. That tells me that Adam had a free will. If he didn't, God wouldn't have had to command him. God would have known that Adam had no choice. He couldn't eat. He couldn't disobey. He had to do everything right. He had to. He had no will. He was programmed like that. Uh, if you've got a computer, I know they play up sometimes and do silly things and strange things. But by and large, uh, they do what the programmer programmed them to do. I guarantee you tomorrow morning, you're... PC will not wake you up and say, would you like a cup of coffee? Two sugars or, you know, it won't happen. It cannot do it. It's programmed in a certain way and it will follow through on those programs. It may deteriorate, but it won't get any better, <laughs> regardless of what Microsoft says or, or sells us. Um, but Adam wasn't like that. Adam was given a free will and so was Eve. And with that free will, they had the opportunity of obeying God's instructions or not. And we know what happened. They did not. But at least they had that free will, and we still do 
as well. So this afternoon, very simply, what to do with the most precious gift that God has given you, your free will. First of all, I'll ask if you turn with me, still in your Old Testament, to Deuteronomy chapter 30. Look at verse 19. Now this is the end, coming on to the end of Moses' life. And he had one last big instruction for, uh, for Israel. One last important thing that he wanted them to know and to understand. And coming on to the end, he says here in verse 19 of Deuteronomy chapter 30, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Therefore, choose life. I believe that amongst that multitude of people who call themselves the children of Israel, there were some who trusted God, who genuinely placed faith in God and in his word, but there were many who did not. And they were given a, a clear challenge to make a choice. He said, I set before you, I call heaven and earth, God and man, to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death and blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. I can't get over the very deep feeling that there is someone here in this auditorium this afternoon who does not know Christ as Savior. We just heard in uh, Brother Malcolm's uh, prayer letter there from Brother Kistler about this um, fire chief, I think it was, who came to church, heard the message. Uh, Brother Kistler set before that man life and death, blessing and cursing. That man chose life. And he went home that night, and the Lord took him home for reasons known only to God, but he had chosen life. Therefore, he went home to be with his Savior. This afternoon, I cannot know your heart, but you do. And I plead with you that if you do not know Christ as your Savior, if you cannot say for a certainty that there was a time when you understood your lost condition and that you ought to face God's judgment, what Christ did for you, he faced God's judgment for you, and that you put your trust in him, if you can Recount a time when you did that. Now, I'm not talking about repeating some words that somebody said, say after me. No. I'm not talking about reading some book and, and feeling stirred. Not even just reading the scriptures and feeling stirred. But a conscious, deliberate decision to trust what Christ did for you as the only means of your salvation. You made a conscious decision to get dressed and come here today. You exercised your will. And you came here. And then after lunch, you exercised your will and you stayed here. You could have gone home. We exercise our will all the time. And we can look back at specific decisions that we have made. That is what I'm talking about. A specific decision that you made at some point to trust Christ. If you can't remember such a time, if there's any doubt at all in your mind, you need to trust Christ as your Savior. You need to do that, and you need to do that 
right now. Not next Sunday. You need to do that now. Again, if you want any help, any direction, if, if, you, if you're unclear about anything, I know that pastor would love nothing more than to sit with you. He won't make a big deal of it and make a spectacle of you or anything. He'll sit quietly with you somewhere and take the scriptures and show you how you can know what it means to be saved. And you can go out those doors this afternoon knowing that you are a child of God, knowing that your sin debt is paid, knowing that if you, like that fire chief, died this evening, tomorrow, next week, the instant you die, you go immediately into the presence of your Lord because you're his now. Choose life. John chapter 14 and verse 6, the Lord Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He's offering you his love and his salvation. Will you? Will you accept? I will. I said I will at the altar there with my wife all those years ago. I made a choice. Even more years before that, I made another choice as a lady um, took her Bible and sat on the pew there at the front of the uh, little annex in the, the church we were in then and led a little nine-and-a-half-year-old boy to the Lord. And when she showed me what it meant to be saved, she said, will you? I said, I will. Will you? Nothing matters more. Turn with me over to Joshua, please. Just chapter 24. Joshua chapter 24. Moses, at the end of his long life, had one more thing to say to Israel. He said, choose life. Now Joshua, at the end of his life, had one last message to preach. And in verse 1 of chapter 24, we read this. Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel and for their heads and for their judges and for their officers, and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said unto all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood, that is, on the other side of the uh, Euphrates River. In old time, even Terah, the son of Abraham, the father of Nacor, and they served other gods. And I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. And I gave unto Isaac, uh, Isaac Jacob and Esau, and I gave unto Esau Mount Seir to possess it. But Jacob and his children went down into Egypt. This, like this morning, is a short history of, of Israel. He said, verse 5, I sent Moses and and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt according to that which I did among them, and afterward I brought you out. And I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and ye came onto the sea, and the Egyptians pursued after your fathers with chariots and horsemen onto the Red Sea. And when they cried unto the Lord, he put darkness between you and the Egyptians, and brought the sea upon them and covered them. And your eyes have seen what I have done in Egypt. And ye dwelt in the wilderness a long season. And I brought you into the land of the Amorites, which dwelt on the other side of Jordan. And they fought with you, and I gave them into your hand, that ye might possess their land, and I destroyed them from before you. Then Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and warred against Israel, and sent and called Balaam the son of Beor to curse you. But I would not hearken unto Balaam, therefore he blessed you still. So I delivered you out of his hand. 
And ye went over Jordan and came into Jericho. And the men of Jericho fought against you, the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Gershites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. And I delivered them into your hand. And I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out from before you, even the two kings of the Amorites, but not with thy sword, nor with thy bow. And I have given you a land for which ye did not labor, and cities which ye built not, and ye dwell in them. Of the vineyards and oliveyards which ye planted, not do ye eat. Now therefore, fear the Lord, and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. Now note verse 15. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you need to choose life today. If you know Christ as your Savior, you need to choose your Lord. You need to choose who will be your master. Joshua said to these people, If it seems an evil thing to you to serve God, the Lord, Jehovah, then choose you this day whom ye will serve. In other words, exercise your will and decide who your master is going to be. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 24 it is recorded for us that no man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon, in this instance, referring to money, but it could represent anything other than God, any alternative to God. Joshua said to the people, you choose, you choose. And the response in verse 16, and the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, he it is that brought us up and our fathers and so on and so forth. In other words, they said, we will, we will. Well, they didn't. They did for a while. But then again, when the great figure of, Mo of Joshua and uh, Caleb, men like that went off the scene, they went back to uh, their own belief. Choose your Lord. You have a choice. You and I have a choice daily to choose whom we will serve. And it may yet come to a point where you and I may have to say, well, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It may come to that. It may even come to a point where, as for me, I will serve the Lord. But the point is we need to make our minds up. No one who has ever stood victoriously for God did so in the heat of the battle, at the moment of the crisis. They did so because they had made a decision sometime often long before they had made a decision. They had chosen. And when the battle came, when the when the intensity uh, was turned up, they'd already made their minds up and they stood. 
Choose life. Choose your Lord. One of the things that I've been so conscious of, and I'm not, so, I'm not sure why, but I've been so conscious of it for, for so long, uh, is that um, one of these days, on a regular day, perhaps just like today, One minute I'm going to be doing the normal things that I normally do, and the next minute I'm going to be conscious of the fact that I'm looking into the face of my Lord and seeing Him for the first time. Whether that be by the catching away of the saints when we all go, or by God calling me home uh, myself in death. But I've been very conscious of the fact that that is ever close I am one breath away from seeing the face of my Lord. And you know what has always struck me? That when that time comes and I see him at last, I know that I will not be able to look, look back at my life and say, oh, you know what? I'm so pleased with how I've performed. Uh, I did well. And I don't say that to try to be comical. Uh, I say it as a, a warning to me and to us that we need to exercise the will that God has given us and make some decisions. You see, right now as you sit here and listen to me, every single one of you have already made their minds up as to what you're going to do with what is being preached right now. It may be that there are some who are saying, I wish he'd shut up so we can get out. It may be that there are others who are saying, yeah, I've heard that before. It may be that there are others who are saying other things, thinking other things. But all of us are making a decision right now as to what we're going to do. Next Sunday, if the Lord hasn't come back yet and pastor stands here or whoever is preaching, once again, long before the message is finished, you will have made your mind up about what you're going to do with it. Sadly, most of the time, we hear, we acknowledge, we may even get a bit stirred, and then we go home and pretty much go back to normal. But beloved, I believe we are at a time and um, facing circumstances which require that we can no longer do that. We have got to make some decisions. Now, if you're lost, you need to choose Christ. If you're saved, you need to choose your master and stick by your decision. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The songwriter, um, Grace Reese Atkins, that's the name, wrote a, a hymn some years ago, and I think it speaks so, so eloquently of the time when, not too long from now, I'm sure, when we stand before our Lord, uh, Sentiments to this effect, I believe, are going to run through our mind. The hymn goes something like this. By and by, when I look on his face, beautiful face, born shadowed face. By and by, when I look on his face, I wish I had given him more, more, so much more. 
more of my life than I e'er gave before. By and by, when I look on his face, I'll wish I had given him more. By and by, when he holds out his hands, welcoming hands, nail-ribbon hands, by and by, when he holds out his hands, I wish I had given him more, more, so much more, more of my love than I e'er gave before. By and by, when he holds out his hands, I wish I had given him more. In the light of that heavenly place, light from his face, Beautiful face in the light of that heavenly place. I wish I had given him more, more, so much more. Treasures unbounded for him I adore. By and by, when I look on his face, I wish I had given him more. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I will. That's what God wants to hear from your heart and from mine. I will. Will you? Will you?